Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. A fine Balls McWednesday to you and yours. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Over there is Director Matthew. You can also find me on Twitter at Show, And I would say thanks to all of you who do. Appreciate you guys listening to the radio program for many of you well over 20 years now. It's hard to fathom. Somebody brought that up to me yesterday. That, uh, Tom, the, the years, they're, <laughs> they're flying by, buddy. We're starting to get into a weird time. You know, I, I um, <laughs> for years, as we built up towards, um, I don't know, being on the air for, say, a decade or whatever, it, it felt really cool to me be, to, to, to be able to say, hey, we're going on 10 years we've been on the air. I remember that very distinctly. Very distinctly, I remember saying, man, that's neat, been on the air for a decade. Because radio is so fickle, you don't really get all those opportunities. And uh, and so I thought, well, that's cool. We've established something. We've built, built up, and hopefully I'm getting better and learning along the way. And then I remember we were getting to 15 years. And then recently, of course, as we were getting to 20 years on the air, saying that eh, struck a chord, good and bad. Struck a chord, good and bad. Mostly good, mostly good. But it hit me. It was a little bit more profound. I thought, well, and it's not a, I don't mean it as a pat on the back thing. I just like, like, oh my God, where did the years go type thing? Like how it happens so quickly. Time flies truly when you are having fun. So, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, 20 years have gone by. Well, you know, we're not far from 25 years having gone by. Yeah. Yeah. You're closer to 25 than 20. For me, the first time I ever heard this show was 16 years ago, driving back from class at Williams Hall. And that feels like, where has the time gone? Mm-hmm. 16 years is uh, a good bit of time. My 20th. Uh, reunion from high school is coming up in the not too distant future. That's alarming and the, sad. The reunions uh, will hit you because I get stuff in the mail, and I remember my twentieth reunion. And I remember my twenty fifth reunion, and I remember my thirtieth. Did you reunion. go to each one? I haven't gone to any of them. Okay, yeah. I've yeah. never been to one. Uh, I think enough time has passed where all that stuff washes away, and you could go, and it wouldn't be awkward. Like once you have established yourself in a career, and mo- most people are married and have kids, and they're beyond all the superficial nonsense that people get caught up in in high school and just after high school, early college, all of the clicky kind of stuff you want to avoid once you leave school. Like enough time goes by, then it just becomes uh, usually, uh, if you had a decent experience in high school, a friendly, nostalgic way to catch up. It's all this. Oh, look at that! There's Jerry. Haven't seen Jerry in eighteen years. How the hell are you, Jerry? You know that kind of a stuff. That's what happens. But I haven't gone back. I just haven't. I've never felt compelled to go back. I should. I don't know. I had a great high school experience. Unless you were being honored on a Friday night. I did go back for that. Was, I did yeah. uh, when I was honored. I went back to. Right, but I yeah. have not gone other than when I was honored. Well, I had to show up for that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it would have been rude of me not to go there and take that honor. Um, that would have been awful. Nobody's honoring me when I go back to the class reunion. So, Unless that changes, Tom. Maybe I never hit one of these. <laughs> Today is W's and L's. You guys have waited on it. W's, 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 L's, L's, L's. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. What's wrong? Oh, sorry, my mic was on. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you doing? What's going on here? I went with the L, but it was backwards. It's, yeah. you know, it looks like an L to me. I'm but, glad uh, you didn't curse and say, go. oh, I just effed up the L or the J. 
Uh, that yeah, don't worry. <clears throat> Nobody's making a delivery in here. There's that would have been. That would have been bad. Yeah, we'll get to W's and L's. Yesterday's similar headlines. Uh, we didn't. We didn't do it. We had an honor for, and it was nice of the fellows. They were like, no, 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 no. We won't do W's and L's. That's you and Tom. That's what you guys do. Damn right, it's what we do. They said that. That's nice of them. Well, yeah, it came up. It came up. They're like, no, no, you got to do your W's and L's. Um, it's true. You know, I started the W's and L's way back when. Now everybody does it. Now everybody weighs in. Eh, but it's not as cool as ours, W's and L's. We even have a sounder. So we'll do that momentarily. This is a busy, chalked full show. There's a lot of Florida State stuff. Florida State plays basketball tonight, for example. It seems like that's on the back burner because of the problems that the program has currently with injury and guys out. And, you know, they're not very good. There's all of that stuff. Unfortunately, this week, right off the bat, I had to, you know, I hated doing that. Mm, I indeed. mean, just rang the hell out of this thing. Hopefully for, you don't have to hit it for consecutive losses, you know. Well, we did. We have consecutive losses. You mean back-to-back-to-back I losses? Mean, yes. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. just keep it going? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's that. You have a bombshell of a story in the National Football League. And if you're the NFL, oh, my God, you, you have to be of the mindset today, are you kidding me that this happens? Now, obviously, the weightiness of the allegations are first and foremost. But secondarily, think about because it's an eternity between games. So you got two weeks, and we're going to vet the hell out of this thing because you can't. It's so serious. It matters a lot. It's a, it's a huge, um, it, it's a huge lawsuit, uh, class action at that. And and so the NFL is going to have to answer for it. It's not any. Listen, I I get so tired of people acting stunned. Nobody is stunned by these allegations. Not not a realist. Not a pragmatic person. Not somebody who has eyes and lives in the real world and reads and pays attention to things. Nobody's shocked. Uh, by sort of the obvious uh, hiring practices uh, that have come under scrutiny for years and years and years, right? We, 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 we've had this conversation in the 20-plus years I've been on the air a lot, a lot. So much so that they ended up having to enact a rule because of the, the hiring practices uh, that the NFL, uh, you know, obviously uh, engaged in for a very, very long time. Um, you know, this is um, – it's, it's a fascinating story because it doesn't just involve – uh, racism and accusations of it and unfair pr- hiring practices, but it involves things outside of the lawsuit that are fascinating too. Who knows what, when, tanking, all of this stuff, uh, players and coaches speaking with one another, text threads. I mean, all of, there's so much to gobble up here. I'll tell you what, though, no matter where this goes, and it looks like Flores has brought receipts, but no matter where this goes, uh, Stephen Ross is going to have a hard time remaining the owner of the Miami Dolphins. I, I think we'll just start with that. I think, I think starting with that, he's going to have a hard time remaining uh, his place uh, as an owner. Yeah, what's interesting is uh, I saw that the the judge who was assigned this particular case in its first stop, and it's there's going to be many stops along the way, I have a feeling, with mm-hmm. this particular case in, in different kinds of courts, uh, not just you know NFL conduct yeah, reviews, yeah, yeah. but in the legal system. This particular judge ruled against Stephen Ross for uh, a soccer-slash-MLS ruling uh, that he was trying to fight out. I don't know the, the ins and outs of the, of the ruling, but it had something to do with Miami football, meaning soccer, versus the MLS and promotion. And this judge has already ruled against him once, to which people who are connected in the legal community say, ooh, wait a minute. 
Okay. (laughs) Flores just got a really good judge to hear his case. And he's got a really good lawyer alongside. Because sometimes judges rule with people in power. Mm. Sometimes they do. Sometimes Sometimes it might even be be one-to-one, the ratio. Could be. So this would be a judge who doesn't care who Stephen Ross is. Interesting. Interesting. Um I, I think it's fascinating. You're also, I mean, again, no matter where this goes, and we're all going to have to continue to digest and read intimately the details of these accusations because it's, it is weighty, so it's important to have a handle on what's being uh, accused or asserted. Uh, and also what can be proven. That's a big part of this, too. It's like, uh, you know, if you're just asking my opinion, oh, I'm sure Stephen Ross did all the things that Brian Flores is saying he did. I'm, I'm almost, it's just my opinion. Almost 100% sure he did. You think 100K a loss? Really? Oh, I don't. That's a, that's we, a stunning thing to me. I, I know what you're talking about. Things shouldn't be shocking to you. But really, like an owner breaking the chain and, and saying, chain of command down to the coach and saying, $100,000 every time you lose. Come on. Well, what are you going to do? Quote, unquote, uh, work, uh, work less. Uh, do less. Go on vacation. Look, I'll pay you $100,000 a loss. Because he's saying he doesn't want to do it. He's saying, I won't do it. It's against my DNA. I won't do it. By the way, we've had this discussion of tanking a million times. And you know where I stand on this. This subject alone pisses me off uh, because it it affects the integrity of the game, of the sport, and the people who play it. It also, in the case of the NFL, unlike the NBA, can affect the health of the guy next to you. So I have maintained for a very long time it doesn't happen. Players are never going to intentionally tank in the NFL. They're just never going to do it. Well, and it's stupid to do the draft the way. If you want to take like the 100,000-foot view, the way that the draft is conducted in the NFL where the worst is always guaranteed the first pick is dumb. It should be a 32-team lottery, even chances, if you really want to curb the idea of tanking. So what that the Super Bowl champion might get lucky in a given year and get the number one overall pick? No, that's not what we do here. Well, because you're in th- if you do anything short of that, you are incentivizing tanking. Even, let's say in the NBA's example, if you're on the precipice of making the playoffs, what are two home gates going to do for you versus the number one pick? Even if you have a minuscule chance of climbing up to number five in the draft order for the lottery, if you're at the at the eight nine seed line and you're an ownership group, why wouldn't you say, well, you know, we could play our backups tonight and get that nine? I'm going to say that in other sports like baseball or or, or basketball. I'd be more inclined to think that the tanking can occur, and it does, and that maybe even certain players would be in on it. I don't think it happens in football, man. I just I, You're so reliant on the guy next to you so that you don't get hurt. I mean, like the, you, if he doesn't do his job, there's a good chance I get hurt or that quarterback gets hurt or this guy gets cracked back on because I didn't do my job. I don't know, man. And, I, and just the other part of that, you think about the very fiber of dudes who play football and coach football are involved in f- competing. If you're a competitor, if you grow up competing, and by the way, you have to really love to compete, to sacrifice the way that professional athletes have had to their whole life to get there. Right? You c- Think about all the things you didn't do in order to become great enough, good enough to get to the league. Right? Most of the time, most, not all guys, not all guys are preternaturally great athletes who've kind of just found their way there because they are uniquely gifted, but they're so small. The percentage of those players are so small. Now you're amongst the best of the best of the best of the best. Right? All of the hours of the day that is spent obsessing over getting a tenth of a second faster or, or just that much stronger or, or that much better in terms of your depth of knowledge about what you're going to be seeing this weekend when you play the game in the film room, all that stuff, right? Yeah, we want you to go out and lose. Go ahead and just lose the game. 
Well, we know this. Guys that play on teams that lose a lot of games and coaches who coach teams that lose a lot of games, their opportunities to be hired again and again are lessened by doing that very thing. So, no, man, i got to put on film because I'm a free agent. I'm, you, you want me to walk through my job here and not do my job? Who's going who's gonna to sign me at the end of this three and – well, these days, three and 14 season? You know, if I'm part of that loserdom and I've got bad tape because you want me to lose? No, man, I don't think it happens. So it's crazy that he would be asked to do that. And it's not crazy to me that he'd go, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And it begins to, in my mind, kind of crystallize how that situation got weird at the end. We were initially all shocked with him getting fired because of the job he had done. The admitted, seemingly, uh, now maybe not universally agreed upon, but certainly the vast majority of insiders that cover uh, the National Football League, other coaches, players, people that uh, obviously assess the league would tell you that he did a very good job given the circumstances. And then all of a sudden to hear this idea after they fire him after a winning season, after he's turned this around, his players fight for him, all that stuff would have been because he was uncommunicative with his assistants. Well, maybe now we know why. It was a sinking ship. The whole thing was, once you have that fight with your owner and you refuse to do tampering, purposely lose, you, do, you don't agree with him who to draft, this is going nowhere. Yeah, correct, but that doesn't mean that your subordinates have to suffer for it. You know, if if you are the head coach of the football team, correct? He's not. He's not completely without well, blame. In well, that we don't. Situation. We, I mean, we will find out. If it is, if it is in fact true, he stopped uh, responding to his assistant coaches. Then, in a way, he is tanking at that moment or protecting them. But that's a whole other thing, and uh, we can get. Well, listen, I. <laughs> it's. I, I'm certainly not going to side with the ownership of the Miami Dolphins. Let me tell you that. I agree with you there. I just I do think there are some things at if what I've read so far in the complaint that have me discounting because of sensationalism. You don't need sensationalism in a document such as that if you've got the goods. And the sensationalism to me, and it's a, it's a hot button topic. It's it's language that's very strong. Says it likens the NFL to a plantation, right, on, right. You know, which the owners own and and the labor force, which right. is seventy percent black, are the ones that work. Well. The compens no that that's just denigrating to that particular situation. No, in I our, know what you're going to say. The compensation. The so yeah, yeah, why yeah, would gonna... you need to ever go there if you've got the receipts? You don't have to go sensational. All you got to do is factual. Well, if you're going to go public and decide to take it all the way to the hill to go to court, and you're going to fight in the public for public opinion and siding, then maybe you would. And this, but you lose fa- somebody like me the well, moment you say something like that well, because okay. I, you lose credibility. Now, it might still be true in the end. <laughs> what he says might still be true in the end, but you don't have to go there because that's not the same thing. It's not even close. It's not analogous in any way. What I would say is the way it's run when they're talking about the owners, the under-the-table deals, who gets paid, who doesn't, who gets hired, who doesn't. If that's what he's saying, okay, fine. What I, I get what you're talking about with yeah. compensation. Show me the W-2s in 1850. Yeah, yeah right. Come no, on. no I, I got you. I got you. I got you. What I would say, though, is if you're hell-bent on taking this all the way, which is to say, I'm not going to settle. Oh, well, then this is how you get down and dirty in the muck, and that's why you do the tour, and here we go. No, there's no doubt. And what he's doing in that sense, he is, I mean, he is risking, oh, and he might have just decided, killed his whole career. He just decided it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, it doesn't strike me as flippant. He doesn't strike me as the man who didn't, I mean, if you watched any of those interviews, if you heard any of those conversations, if you've heard Bill Belichick talk about Brian Flores, so let's just go with that. Why don't we go with the greatest one of the three or four greatest coaches who, in the history of the NFL? Can't read his contacts list in his phone. Disagree. I think he did it on purpose. But <laughs> here's the thing with that. I mean, I, I, to me, 
if you hear the way that, and this is all before these accusations, all before that text, before any of that, if you read what Bill Belichick has had to say about Brian Flores as a former assistant with the New England Patriots, you know he adores him. You know he thinks he's a brilliant, hardworking, and loyal assistant coach that he was. To me, you you can't be those things in that organization if, if, if it's in fact, you know, not evident to Bill that you are. I mean, you don't last. The other people that have come in there that had high-profile names and that were quickly ushered out the door, Graciano and others, obviously didn't show that same sort of aptitude, dedication to work. Sure. All yeah. of it, right. So if, that, if the greatest coach or one of of all time assesses him that way, it certainly lends credibility to who he is as a worker and a coach. So you just start with that, never, never mind the job that he did. So he's got an awful lot of credibility. And, and it's not like the NFL doesn't blackball either. I, well, I understand that. I mean, listen, when Joe Webb gets re-signed year after year, <laughs> right, you're telling me, and, and let's go back three, four years ago when he was already over the hill and useless then, when that dude gets re-signed and a prominent player does not, yeah, oh yeah, there's there's proof positive that the NFL is, there is an in-club and an out-club. But no, and you don't even need that. I mean, yes, that's No, but that's, that's true, though. Oh, it is true. I'm, I'm just saying on, on the other side of it, if I'm going to get mad at Flores for, for sensationalism, I'm, I'm not saying that that completely disqualifies anything he's arguing. The Rooney Rule is there for a reason. Well, because of the underrepresentation of it, that's been going yes. on for a long, long time, right? The advent of that was necessitated by obvious unfair practicing, uh, hiring practices. So that that's, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, Infinitely fascinating. There are going to be layers and layers and layers. My original point was, <laughs> what a kick in the cojones for the National Football League to have had the run of games that they've had. Every one of these playoff games besides Bucks eagles has been sensational. It's left us like in awe of what we're watching. You have casual observers, many of whom I know or run into around, who are like, this has been riveting. I can't believe it. For all the people like, oh, I'm walking away from the NFL, they've all come back, numbers prove it, and they're growing. The numbers are growing because of games like that. And now for the next two weeks, this is the conversation you know. If you're Goodell, you're like, son of a, oh, my goodness. Hopefully you're going, we got to remedy this. But also, if you're Goodell, who works for the owners, you're like, I don't know how you'd get the message to them, but there might be some message along the lines of, I don't know that I can save you on this one. This is going to be problematic. <laughs> this is this is a toughie. We've got some real issues here, yeah. Stephen. I mean, you're talking about not only the integrity of a front office and the way it's being run. The other thing that I didn't like immediately, I know that the NFL has enough power that they would catch wind of what's coming. Mm. They would. But that this statement is released, the complaint is brought to the public's attention, and the NFL responds with a statement within an hour, 90 minutes, that says all these charges are without merit. How the hell do you know that? How do you know? You can't say that. Because it's not about the front office or, or the league office which, which with which I would believe the PR advisor works. That's where they work, in New York. Right. If you're talking about franchises, and you haven't taken it one second to look into those franchises' practices and investigate your own 32-member teams, how can you say those claims are without merit within an hour or two? No, that's, that's a PR, crazy. Yeah, it's a PR run. It's it's what it is, right? It's like, well, we got to get out in front of this and say it's not true. Uh well, this will go on a while. This is not going to go away anytime soon. This is this is a, a lengthy deal. Uh, back to back to Florida State here. There's a lot of stuff with Florida State that we do need to talk about, including the it's so weird how much closer college football is getting to pro football. You know, when you hear the term GM, 
you start laughing a little bit. I mean, I do. I mean, that's where we are now. It's always it's been etching ever closer to this. Florida State is uh, is set to hire or did hire, reportedly has hired uh, a new a GM for recruiting, and this is now the modern lingo surrounding major college football teams. This is what you have. The irony on a signing day in which there's really nothing going on. I had this conversation. We've got to go to break in a second. I had this conversation yesterday with a guy who is a casual follower and fan of college football. I say casual. It's not his day-to-day job. He's not reading something every single day about college football. He's not knee-deep in the, in the weeds of recruiting every day and all that. And he said to me, uh, isn't, isn't tomorrow National Signing Day? I was like, well, kind of. And he was like, oh, but wasn't it always a really big deal? I was like, well, it used to be. It used to be. It doesn't mean anything now. <laughs> Virtually nothing. Unless you're a new coach and you're scrambling like Billy Napier at Florida to try to get five or six kids, you know, to put something of a class together. Uh, Because every new guy that gets hired gets screwed with this early signing period process, as we've seen with Mike Norvell, who got doubled down on with the screwing because of the following COVID. But, yeah, so you had had bend over happening for poor Mike, not once but twice. But most coaches just happens to once because of the early signing period. But days like today, the buildup was extraordinary, and now – most places, quiet as a church mouse. There's nothing. Yeah, outside of, you know, the haves will get an extra four or five star that's floating out there that was just courting the highest offer because they want to take the negotiation <laughs> down to the wire. <laughs> but I, I hope, and I think we're reaching consensus here because I don't believe that the early signing period should move up to August before the season starts. There's too much movement within coaching staffs mm-hmm, and within mm-hmm. the university structure that that's not fair to the player either. Unless you could have an early signing period that goes part and parcel with a you get out of your LOI if the coach leaves. 100%. Right. Like, if you do that, I think then you okay. Could do that. I think you could do that. I'd rather move it back to today. Today. Today was great. It was always it used great. used to be awesome. This would have been a day where we would have been on the edge of our seat, the nerves, all of it. Also, just where it's situated, it's better. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's a quieter yeah. time of the yeah, year. You're yeah, not near yeah. the holidays. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of it, it allows you to get through in a weird way. Uh, you know, February. You're like, oh, okay, we got a little something to sustain us through February. I'm not even talking about it from a talk show standpoint. I'm just talking about it from if you're a lover of the sport, you get this added nugget. Oh, those weekends in January, those were visit weekends. Those were, I mean, oh, the hot topics. Man. So I'll get to who that new GM is in a moment and certainly reflect back on all the player interviews we've had. We do have Florida State basketball. I do want to delve back into much of what we just talked about uh, surface level with the Flores situation and the accusations levied. We've got a ton. It's, it's tough. And I, I think the thing that goes on the back burner, sadly, is, uh, to be honest with you, Florida State basketball. It doesn't, doesn't feel vibrant. We've also got a cool announcement today, too. And W's and L's. I know. And W's and L's. Yeah, we do have a cool announcement today, and that is, speaking of nostalgia, buddy, here we go. We'll welcome it back in. It's a big announcement. We'll get to it momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
This is usually our Friday tune. Just felt like it today. Or oh, you're just in a celebratory mood. I don't know. Maybe it was just the nostalgia of signing day and uh, how that used to put a pep in the step back in the day. That's a lot of positive stuff for us to get into today, at least in terms of what we're uh, going to announce. Plus, we're excited about W's and L's. So, there's, I mean, it's fine. I'm a, I'm a Tom Waits guy through and through, so you can always play that. Uh, as always, a reminder, if you're looking to hold yourself accountable, if you're looking to get stronger, to live more vibrantly, if you will, uh, and to lose weight, whatever your goals might very well be, be they strength, nutritional. Uh, Orange Theory Fitness is the option that I would recommend, scientifically backed. That's always important. It's not an opinion. You get the evidence that you are uh, a healthier person. Greater fitness is evident on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week. You build and you get stronger. And you see that in the numbers, which are displayed on your heart rate monitor. And all that information is sent to you every day after your workout, by the way. It'll tell you everything about what you just did, what you, the rigors you put your body through uh, with proper guidance and coaching and support from other members. First month is free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. First class is always free. If you're curious, I strongly suggest you go check it out. You'll find that it's not only welcoming, but it's also a lot of fun. You don't often hear that about workouts. It's challenging, but it's fun. Orange Theory Fitness. You can check them out at orangetheoryfitness.com. Two locations in town. So I'll leave it up to you, Tom. I know it's the Jeff Cameron Show, but uh, you want to do the unveiling of the news, or do you want to do W's and L's? I'm okay with either. All right. I think it's uh, time to unveil the news. It's an exciting thing. I'm looking forward to this, and it's going to happen in uh, two and a half months. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm very excited because it's uh, something we did for a very long time, and a lot of people uh, were were able to enjoy it, uh, including ourselves, obviously. Uh, but also we were able to, to benefit various charities. We, we've had a good time over the years. So the Jeff Cameron Show Invitational is what we're talking about, folks. This was a golf tournament here in Tallahassee uh, that we did, I want to say about 14 years worth, 13, 14 years worth, uh, that, that had to go away eventually for a variety of reasons. When I went over to ESPN, we did it the first year there, um, but we didn't, we didn't get the opportunity to, to do it after that. Um, and, and again, nobody's fault per se, just... It was it was a logistical nightmare for us, given certain circumstances and rules changed it when we came over to ESPN. So uh, we're not at ESPN any longer, Tom. I don't know if you know that. We are not. We are with Warchant.com and 93.3 Real Talk Radio, amongst others. Not at ESPN? What no. a shame. Yeah. So we said immediately upon striking these deals, hey, we should bring it back. And we're going to bring it back. And if you want, you can display the graphic now for those watching. By the way, well done with that. On uh, War Chant TV, you'll see Friday, April the 15th is the return of the Jeff Cameron Show Invitational. Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational this time around for my cohorts. Also, fine folks here at 93.3 will be involved in said tournament. And that's great because... Uh, Obviously, we work on a daily basis with both groups, and we are happy to do so. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill will be a sponsor. We know that always. And uh, many others are soon to join. And our thanks to Capital City Country Club, which will host this very prestigious, as you can tell by the workup on the graphic, this very prestigious tournament, the Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational, April the 15th, 8.30 a.m. Details coming as to how you sign up your foursome. It will, uh, well, 
It'll fill up quick, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, and we're also limiting. We're capping the number of teams. Uh, we could try and do that 36-group you know, or 36-cart deal where mm. you're out there for seven hours. We, uh, in the spirit of the namesake of the tournament, old Jeff across the glass, we're going to try and make this thing move while you also have a great time. Because he hates six-hour rounds of golf, and I so do. therefore I, I, yeah. we are not going to play a six-hour round of golf on a shotgun start on Friday, April 15th. I'm not going to do that to you. you got places to go, people to see, things to get on with. And uh, I get it, man. I love golf. I love hanging out, having a few pops with my buddies and playing golf and laughing with them, hopefully playing well, doing all those things, benefiting charity. We love to do all those things in a timely fashion. There's no reason to be out there for six and a half, seven hours, and I play in a lot of golf tournaments, and God bless them because they're doing the right thing most of the time. But, man, they stack it to the hilt, and next thing you know, you got you know eight people waiting on a tee box. And I well, you've heard what I have to say about that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. nobody wants to hear that. They no. want to hear you speak, but not to that end Mm-mm. about waiting on a Mm-mm. golf course. No. Besides, when you have a post round banquet at a place like Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, that where they correct. have kegs of beer and and they will one for free for people who are in the tournament until it's done. They got the wing bars and the apps. It's all that outstanding stuff. So uh, it'll be a fun day. Put it in your calendar now. We will get you information on how to sign up. It'll be easy to do, and then uh, take the whole day off. Don't take the morning off. Don't work a half day. Take the whole day. You're going to enjoy it on Friday, April 15th. It's going to kick ass. You know how beautiful the weather's going to be April the 15th, buddy? It's going to be beautiful. Sounds good. No, you, I mean, think about that time of year. I hope you're right. We um, always That's always the sweat. In, it's not hot in April. No, just with, with the precipitation. You're worried about rain. Yeah, well, okay, That's always fine. the sweat. With yeah. about 10 days out, you go, oh, what's the yeah. it's long-term forecast? I never worry about it, actually. I never worry about it. We're going to play, unless the course is underwater, we're going to play. And we're going to have a good time. And we're going to adapt. That's what we do. Adapt, survive, keep playing, have a good time. Might have a little delay here or there if the rain happens. But why are we talking about the rain before we even get out there to play? What are we doing? It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And we'll have a good time because we're going to benefit the fine folks at Second Harvest. I'm really happy about that. Joining with them, they're the charity of choice this time around. Uh, We may end up doing a lot of different things over the coming months because of these opportunities presented now for us to do so. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to continue to look for uh, great charities like Second Harvest and others as we move forward. Obviously, everybody's well aware of what we do for the Guardian Ad Litem. And I'm not saying this, again, to say uh, that a boy. I'm saying this is the opportunity we have, and it's great because you guys step up and fulfill it every time we ask you to. And then these great charities who do a lot of good for people who are in desperate need of that good, uh, they benefit. And who doesn't? That's a win for everybody. Why wouldn't we do it, especially if we can have fun while doing it? So the bowling tournament, the golf tournament, we may double down on another bowling tournament. We end up doing some other things, too. I'm excited about all this. Yeah, we're also really excited. We don't have all the details finalized yet. But uh, for those of you who do sign up, there's going to be some fun wrinkles to this tournament. I mean, you're going to be playing golf, but there'll be a couple of fun little stations out there across the 18 holes that uh, you're not going to forget. It'll be good times. Well, yeah. One of them is kind of uh, not what you'd think at a Jeff Cameron Show invitation. That's correct. But it turns yeah. out it's awesome. It is. I it love is. it. So there is that. All right. W's, L's, up next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
They play this while you were there? They did. It's hit and miss sometimes with him on this. He doesn't always want to play it. He nailed it. Um, no, I, when they just decide to do something, they usually do it well. There was only a couple of songs where I was like, eh. Like he the, mailed it in? Well, not necessarily him, but... Nels um, never does. Well, Whoa, hang on a minute. No. Hang on. This no, it's not, is slanderous. No, it's not It's not about mailing it in. It's just the Impossible Germany solo oh, from Tallahassee. He, he didn't do he it. Can't, no, he just can't touch the one from Tallahassee. I've now seen it three other times, and the one he played here in April of that year was unbelievable. It was also fresh. It was, it was fresher at that time. Yeah, yeah. And that solo, I might add, is in my top five solos of all time. It's one of my favorite. And I don't mean just the live version that we saw. But that solo on that song and the duel between the two of them or the partnership between the two of them, the conversation, if you will, between the two of them, is the kind of thing that can bring you to tears. It's beautiful. It, it really is, yeah. The Bull Black Nova that they played this particular time is the best I've ever seen. Okay, so there you go. A little trade-off, little trade-off. Okay, my man, uh, let's get straight to it. I am pumped. All right, it's time. W's and L's, the schedule release happened. Uh, on Monday, we didn't get to it yesterday other than to give some, you know, cursory thoughts on it. Now Tom and I will break it down here. W's and L's in February. Wins. All right, all right, all right. How you doing? Losses. Damn it! We lost! We fucking super lost, man! Where do we triumph? Where doth thou fall? Never really gets old. I could listen to the to that time and again, uh, and and I smile. We had fun that day. I remember when we we, we it must uh, have been craft beer that day or something. We created that. It was fun. I just remember we were like, "This is going to be good. Let's do this." And then I had to get into character, so it was like, "Okay, here we go." It's kind of inspired by a different program on that stage. Very, very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's start with this. Okay, so we're all starting one and zero. Duquesne, yeah, got it. But but I wanna I wanna I wanna say. This. No, no, no. Before we get to that, um, you hosted a show on War Chant TV uh, on the night of the schedule, the ACC network uh, announcing the schedule. They went week to week. They analyzed their favorite games of that week within the ACC. That was they, a fun show because they only did it one week at a time. Yeah, we expected to get hit with the whole thing, and, and you had to string it out a little bit. Yeah, no, I didn't envy you. I was like, oh, this will be fun. they got to sit around and wait till yeah. So... Nonetheless, you, Ira, and Gene did a great job, and uh, you guys went through the schedule. And I purposely, uh, I only went back to listen. I didn't listen live. Now, there's a reason I didn't listen live, is that I wanted to kind of think about it, digest the schedule release as it came out, and come up with my own opinions and not be influenced by what I was hearing from you. You don't want to hear what's right. You want to think about what you believe first. Uh, I already know my assessment of the schedule is going to be the right one. So I can't have it all cluttered with you guys chit-chatting away about what you think about the schedule. So I was sitting there thinking, all right, let's lock it in, Cameron. Your listeners, diehard Knowles everywhere, are counting on you to give them the straight dope when it comes to the schedule. You can't have this unduly influenced by others, even dear friends. No mishmash, only the good stuff. That's right. So I silenced your asses, and I watched intently and jotted my notes. And then when I got done, 
I thought, you know, let's go back and hear what they had to say. Let's see if they got it right, as right as me. And you guys did. You, you mostly got it. Most of you guys came through big time. I was so proud. And I was like, look at that. Look at, look at my boy Tom. I knew he'd get it. There's Ira and Gene. They're doing the right thing, too. Good on you. Good on you. Sir. Like and subscribe. My God. Yeah, I was. If I hadn't already, I would have. If I didn't work for them, I would have asked to after listening to that. This is fantastic. So there I was, and I jotted in my notes. I have lots of notes. Old school notes, Tom. I'm not sitting there on the iPad with a little pen. No, I'm, on a, I'm taking notes. Pencil and pad. And my note, the note that I put a star next to was, thank you, ACC. That's the first thing I said. I looked at that schedule, and I said, now, if we're going to be men, and we're going to look at this thing as men look at football schedules, we're going to say, my God, this is doable. Look at this schedule. As a man, we can handle this schedule. I know it. Look at us taking a step forward to that kind of toughness. Look at us. We will handle and navigate this schedule very well because it sets up perfectly. The bye weeks are right where you want them, especially that second bye. You got a team that, you know, look, the games are the games. I didn't schedule LSU. They did. That was dumb. They shouldn't have scheduled LSU. But that's what they did. So you got to play it. So I thought, all right, well, less than ideal, but fine. You get Duquesne beforehand, which I also would have never scheduled and is a travesty to football everywhere. But we did, so it's an automatic win. Fine, got it. We'll play Duquesne on the 27th. It'll be hotter than Hades. I don't care if that game's played at 11 o'clock at night. It's going to suck. But that said, there's your first win of the year, 1-0. But the schedule as a whole, really doable. They really set this up nicely, man. You really you can't beat it. Yeah, it's perfect. The only loser in this schedule is the city of Tallahassee. I mean, I mean let's be real. Oh, well, let's that's be real. Every year, every As a year. citizen of this town, mm. ridiculous. Eight twenty-seven is your first game. Yeah, congratulations. One hundred and twelve heat index in the stands. Who's going to show up for that one? They're well, all saving up to go to New Orleans. It could have been seventy-two with a slight breeze and no humidity, and nobody's coming to the Duquesne game. Uh, it could have been Duquesne. Two uh, dollars for Duquesne. It's stupid. For beers, there you go. Uh, you could have incentivized it, and then the Friday game for Florida. That also hurts up here. That's not good. Come see Florida State in Duquesne, August 27th, followed by Trisha Yearwood. Uh, yeah, no, just there's nothing. No, there's nothing. I'm calling 644 Norwood right now. <laughs> what? With Trisha Yearwood. All right, so 1-0 and with the big win over Duquesne. Now let's take it to New Orleans which I would admittedly prefer be Baton Rouge, but alas, it's not, and I love New Orleans. And because my boy Tom has never been to New Orleans, we're going to have ourselves a time, Tommy. They tell me I'm going to experience smells that I won't like very much, but oh, I will appreciate the music. You well, you'll appreciate the music, you'll appreciate the food, you'll appreciate the culture, you'll appreciate getting bombed on Bourbon Street and then gambling. Oh, what a night. Yeah, we'll go live on War Chant TV for that one. Woohoo! But do we experience a win? If it ain't the Alabama Slammer. So, do we get a win over <laughs> the newly donned Southern King? Am I going first? <laughs> sure. Yes, we do. Woo! We pick up that win. That's their first game under Brian Woo! Kelly. They got a lot of moving parts. We've got fewer moving parts. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be ugly, but we'll win it. 2-0. I sure hope you're right. 
I am uh, holding out hope that that is exactly the case. Uh, I have waffled on this one. I really have spent some time here. Waffly McWafferson. I have been Waffly McWafferson, and I've been frustrated by it. I'm still waffling as I as it stares me in the face during W's and L's. I'm going to go with that's a loss for oh. Florida State. That's a loss for Florida State. So I'm going to write T. Lizzie over here. You got 2-0. and o. I wrote down King JC has this one in one. All right. Now, here we go. Here we go. We go to the bye week. We're going to put your cartoon head on the baby's head for, <laughs> for New Orleans to keep the theme going for King JC. Saturday, September the 10th will be a leisurely Saturday. One filled with contemplation and football viewing with no stress. I like you. Yeah. Then we're on the road on a Friday night, September the 16th at Louisville. And I dare say it's about time that if this program is going to have the kind of season that it needs to have, that they go get them a win against Louisville. It was the second half of this game where I contend you saw the catalyst for change for Florida State. Others disagree. They think Louisville just let off the gas. Ah, uh, but I disagree with those that disagree. I think we saw a catalyst for change in the second half. Florida State facing year 16 starting quarterback. <laughs> Malik Cunningham the third. Malik Cunningham has been there for as long as Carlos Huerta was kicking field goals for Miami. Uh, I'll say... It's a three-point win on the road, a last-second field goal. The Knolls get it done. I love where this game is on the schedule after the bye. Gives you an extra day of preparation Correct. for your it's next why game. I took, it's why I took them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The momentum is true. The Knolls are 3-0. and Oh, look at Tom Lang. You're good. We are now 23rd in the country. Mm. We're back in the polls. I've got us 2-1. and one. You've got us 3-0. and oh. Come back the following week. Another very good quarterback, another well-coached team, another game that if you're Florida State hearkening back to yesteryear and showing any sign, any semblance of hope that you're getting closer and closer to those teams, you beat Boston College. Come on. You beat Boston College. I got the Knowles winning that game. I'll tell you what, I got the Knowles winning that game kind of comfortably, Tom. Hey, big win for the Knowles. Would have been a comfortable win last year if it wasn't for the officials trying to get involved in that and successfully getting involved in that game. I agree. Knowles are now number 21 in the country, 4-0. Folks in Tallahassee are talking about a national title. The next week, Wake Forest, we got the benefit of some of the most ridiculous calls we saw all season, and that's saying something. Boston College, the only other real competitor for most ridiculous. Wake's well coached, and they have a quarterback who's also uh, been there for 47 years and very, very talented, and he'll be back again, and he's very, very good. Florida State gets the win against Wake Forest, baby. There you go. There you go. It's a big win for the Knowles. I just can't pick us to be 5-0. I'm sorry. So uh, the reason it's a loss is because the defense, especially that defensive line, this is where it hurts. Wake Forest can get in a mode where they go score for score with you. That's what happens in this game. It's a thriller, but it's, a, it's a downer. Yep. All right, you and I have the Knowles at 4-1 and one through the first five. All right, still feeling froggy. Better lace them up on the road at NC State. That defensive line uh, was not one that we could block a year ago, and it won't be again next year. And Leary's back for them. Again, theme here, folks. Quarterbacks that are good that have been at the same place forever in a day running those offenses. Holds true again here. The Knowles fall on the road 
to NC State, especially if it's the weekend in which the fair is in town. Uh, there's no doubt. It's going to have to be. It's also going to be a night kick. Four and one Knowles on the road in the ACC. Oh, my goodness. ESPN, where do I sign up? That's yeah. what they say. Mm. 7 p.m. kick. We lose, sadly. Four and two as we move on to host Clemson. And unfortunately, another team on the slate that we can't block. And I have a rule of thumb. If I've discerned that you can't block somebody, I don't think you beat them. I'll pick Clemson to come in here and get the win, sadly. A dysfunctional mess of a Clemson program will hop on that plane down to Tallahassee, and those charter buses will roll into the stadium wondering where the good coaches have gone in their program. Will Shipley's a nice player, and he'll go for a buck fifty all-purpose. Clemson loses to oh, Florida State. Tommy! Big what a bounce win. back after two straight losses. Big win! All right, so I've got us four and three who are five and two. We go to the bye week, we lick our wounds, then we come back, we beat Georgia Tech's ass. The game's not even close, good. not even competitive. In the Forget interest about of the it. 90 seconds we have, good win. Well, we're not going to cheat. We're saving the remaining games on the schedule, including Whoa! on the road to the other side. That's how we roll. I'm not cheating our people out of W's and L's. Then, all right, it should be said. Oh, as I'll turn that down, it's yeah. an autoplay. It's us. Yeah. It's us. But uh, then it's going to be an absolute ass-kicking. Ass-kicking. Finally. Call it's going it to feel like the Georgia Tech purge. Call it a day. Coach Collins, come get your whooping. One of many you're going to take this year. My God, when I went through the thing and went through every team on the schedule and then saw their schedule, and I looked at Georgia Tech's schedule, I went, what are the folks doing? They hate him. They must hate him. They're like, get this ass. Fight. I hate him. Get rid of him. Sign everybody up. So Jimbo somehow scheduling for Georgia Tech. We got a big win there, five and three. You've got a six and two. When we come back on the other side, we'll wrap up W's and L's, starting with the road trip against the Canes, the hated Canes. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. 